Well, welcome everybody to the first of the year. That will we're not there yet. <laughs> first of the month of December, 2003, the year of our Lord, 2023, and uh, the first day of the month of December, and uh, we are live, Hambo is live, and soon we shall be having a, uh, a little conversation uh, with Daniel Wilson, returning uh, featured guest, and it's been a little while, he's had a lot of interesting things going on in his life, and so It'd be great for him to talk about it and what's new in the world of D-Don. Um, let me make sure. Hopefully you guys will... Uh, um, hear me all right, because my, my recording is... My mic on this, for some reason, has been coming in very low... Uh, when I recorded an episode on my other uh, laptop, it uh, just wasn't coming in that great. So, uh, so yeah, uh, I figured I get you know I get uh, in a podcast early this time um, ahead of schedule. I always try to do middle of the week uh, for this, but <laughs> it never. I never usually, uh, it never really succeeds. Uh, I don't, it's hard for me to get that consistency. So it's kind of like when I kind of get to it, when I roll around, I got the energy and something to say. Um, And sometimes, sometimes those things don't match up right. Sometimes I'll have the energy, but nothing to say, or I'll have something to say, but I got no energy. So, yeah, it's kind of how this goes. Uh, we'll kind of be doing like a a year and uh, almost wrap up. I don't know if we if we'll do another one before the end of the year. Maybe we will. Maybe we'll squeeze one in for the uh, Christmas special. Um, still kind of chewing over what the Christmas special is going to be, but I uh, wanted to get in a semi-normal episode before that because I might just do. Uh, just I might just do the one Christmas special because it, uh, if there is some special things that need to be done with it, that might be a little time consuming. So uh, that's one of the reasons why I got away from doing the skits so much because the editing is just murderous. And when you're working, uh, you know, a job with any kind of significant hours, it's just... Uh, it becomes just all-encompassing, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's worth it sometimes. Sometimes I like doing it for the creative uh, follow-through. You know, I'm proud of my first few episodes as, as silly and as uh, kind of messy as they were. Uh, but uh, I've kind of gotten into a groove here with just kind of recording and rambling and uh, getting things off my chest and doing reviews and I think I, I've pretty much lived up to the, the, you know, the, what it's about, the, you know, the premise of the show, which is 
you know, reviewing movies, reviewing comics. I review movies a lot more than comics, but I've been doing comics a little bit more. And uh, a little slice of life, uh, life lessons. And speaking of life lessons, we have in the studio, D-Don. Chris, what's happening? Happy All birthday, right. buddy. Uh, who's Chris? I- I'm Hambo. I don't know who you're talking about. It's Chris character. Hambo. <laughs> Happy birthday to the bow. Yeah, thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Um, I guess this will be kind of like a, a semi-birthday, you know, podcast. I, I did a, I did a, a, a solo one on that, but we can kind of continue with that. And uh, uh, but anyway, yeah, how you been? What's there's a lot going on? There's a lot going on with you. I yeah, it's picking up. Things have slowed down a bit for work. But mm-hmm. there's plenty of plenty of adventures where I'm at now. So, yeah, a lot of doggies. Yeah, a lot of doggies oh, yeah. over there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you did you take in more dogs, or were they just kind of friends of? Um, well, Vince? Vince. we signed up for Rover the app. Okay. Have you heard of it? No. It's like Airbnb for dogs. Okay. All right. All right. So we we do doggy daycare or we do doggy boarding. Oh wow. Okay. But pretty much all daycare so far. Wow. Yeah. That's something else. Yeah. People come to Sedona and we're pretty close, so they drop them off and come pick them up after their thing is done wow that's well let's get that's a good way to get to know new people too i guess you know yeah, you meet the owners as well Mm-hmm. fascinating fascinating so how long do you have the dogs for a whole day it completely depends some like uh omina just accepted three days up front and it'll only be from two to four p.m each day uh yesterday we had a dog from 10 30 till 9 30 p.m 10 30 a.m to 9 30 p.m all day so pretty much it just yeah. totally depends on the, the schedule of the person dropping off the dog hmm wow if in how long you've been doing this the past couple months or not even that's probably yeah. been a month fish maybe yeah. a little more yeah maybe wow. a little more because you sign up, you got to get references, you got to go through like an approval process, and then you can start accepting dogs. And um, yeah, once you get a couple reviews, then I think it gets on people's radar that you're a viable host. And it seems like it's been accelerating lately. We getting more activity, more people hitting us up for Mostly doggy daycare, like I was saying. Hmm. Wow, I would be kind of uh, apprehensive that, you know, maybe you might get a couple dogs that uh, are a little too wild and not behaved enough. Right. <laughs> you know. Um, well, it's a risk, yeah. but every dog we've had so far has been pretty good, to be honest. Yeah, that's cool. Very Most nice. people that 
bring their dogs. They, I think they, they, um, they, it seems like they, they really care about their dog and they treat them well. So we get good dogs. It's Mm. not like we're getting, we're not, we're not taking in rescue dogs or anything. Yeah. We're taking in people's dogs who do they just love their dog and usually they're they've been pretty good. I mean, all of them have been good. That's good. That's that's really good. That's great. How what different kinds of dogs have it been small dogs, medium I mean, I've seen some of them seem medium to small. I haven't seen any really has it been any big like uh uh St. Bernard's or anything like nothing, that? Nothing, no, nothing extra large. There's, <laughs> yeah. The one we've had this week and we're getting this weekend, she's about 50 pounds, maybe 60. She's the biggest dog we've had. Mm-hmm. A lab, big old dog. Um, yeah, I think it's big. Yeah, and yeah, that's the biggest one we've had. I think we've only had one little dog, like a little what do you call it? Like, a, you know, like a Shih Tzu. Yeah. Type of dog. One of those, which she was nice to. Yeah. We've had nothing but good dogs, which has been really, and then even, even if they're really indoor dogs, we bring them out onto the trail. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll use the leash and then we'll bring them way out there until there's nowhere for them to go. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, establish some sort of connection with them to make sure they respond to our voice if we call them. Mm-hmm. And if they do, we'll, you know, we'll let them run a little bit, run out in the field. No one's out there. Just wear them out and then they come back in the house and take a nap, which is yeah. nice. My mm-hmm. goal is to wear them out so they're, you know, get them some exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so many thoughts are going through my head. I, I just thought of that movie. Uh, did you ever see the movie Best in Show? <laughs> no. I, when you said Shih Tzu, uh, you know, it's a movie about a dog show and, and the contestants and the lives of the contestants and how odd and weird and the, there's strange connections with their dogs. And uh, it's a very quirky movie. It's like shot like a documentary. And uh, Fred Willard, who's like a comedic actor, uh, he's passed passed away, but he was great. And he's like a commentator with this other guy. And they, he's commenting on all the dogs as they're kind of going down, the, doing the, their strut and everything. And uh, he's always got some uh, smart, smart, uh, smart uh, remark. And somebody said, oh, the, uh, Sue will be bringing in the Shih Tzu today. And he goes, oh, Shih Tzu, yeah. You got to be careful with that word. I tell you, you know, <laughs> and he, yep. and, you know, another dog, he's like, oh, that dash hound. Oh, you can put a little Sherlock Holmes on that one. with a little pipe, you know, just, just dumb, silly humor, but it's a great movie. It's, it's a fun, quirky movie. If you ever get a chance, I recommend you watch it. Um, well, now that we're in the dog business. We'll, yeah, right, right. <laughs> I think you'll appreciate it the more you do the job. Not that it's like you're showing them off, but you can kind of, you know, once you get enough dogs under your belt, you'll kind of understand, you know, how these dogs are. That's Well, that's fascinating. What about this this mountain climbing fiasco? You oh, know, yeah. What led you to do that? 
there's there's no shortage of great uh peaks to conquer where i'm living now the one that you saw was a rock called morning glory the morning glory spire right yeah yep and just like i said in the video i asked my buddy tim who's fearless i asked him what hike do you know of that is pretty scary but doable so he recommended that one and i said all right let's do it and he brought me up and it was great and like you know when you're you when you're taking video with the gopro it i it highlights the scary parts right yeah i'm not saying that if you I'm not saying that anyone can just go do what I did because I'm pretty um, I'm pretty trained in now for climbing mm-hmm. on these red rocks. Yeah, yeah. But right. But it's definitely not as scary as it looks like in the video. Well, it's that wide-angle lens. Yeah, it really uh, adds that. You can really tell the depth, or maybe it over-exaggerates the depth a little bit, but. I'd still sure. say you're fairly high up, you know. No, totally. I mean, there's a few parts in the video where if you fell, you would drop 600 feet. <laughs> yeah, to your death. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, there For are no For sure fences. to your death. But the point is, is that it people assume when you're watching the video that uh, the lens is how, when you're seeing the video, that's how I see it out of my eyes. But that's yeah. not true because I'm holding the lens. I'm holding the camera out, you know, like two feet in front of me, two and a half feet in front of me. So it looks a lot scary. It looks like I'm closer to the edge, right? Yeah. Than I am. Um, yeah. But there's a few parts where I got, you know, I, I pushed myself to the edge to try to feel that, it, you know, I wanted to feel it. I wanted to feel the heights. I wanted to feel mm-hmm. the the fear a little bit to try to take control of it. Mm-hmm. Get out of your comfort zone. But I was never climbing on a part where, you know, if I slipped, I would fall down 600 feet. I just walked over to that mm-hmm. ledge. The way up to the top of Morning Glory, you're never really, they call it exposure. And what that just means is like you're exposed to death, where if you fall, you're going to fall and die. Yeah. Yeah, there's none. There's really none of that on the way up. Like, obviously, if you fell, you'd fall 15 feet, and that would not be good, right? You'd get hurt. But you'd have to do something pretty silly, like start dancing and drinking, and go, hey, just be really careless. I'd have to be very careless to drop to drop yeah. to a. Well, I mean, you could you could die falling off your bed if you hit the concrete floor. You know, I mean. <laughs> Um, mm-hmm. but you'd, there was never really a part where I was climbing up like a 600 foot cliff face or anything. Yeah. The, the way up morning glory is gradual. I mean, there's a few parts where you got to climb up a wall, but nothing. And I know in the video, it looks kind of freaky when I'm like climbing up that wall and I go well, when you're wedged in there yeah. between you had your back to the, the stone and you're kind of using your arms there. I'm like, yeesh. Yeah, I, it, it, I swear to God, Chris, it looks scarier than it is when you're there. Yeah, 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I've gotten more, I mean, I think I have a healthy, you know, fear of heights. I have a respect of heights. Mm-hmm. Like I can do it, but there's that part of me that's like, eh, it's like, it's just, it's just there. Like when I went to the UP, you know, I told you I went over the Mackinac bridge there and it's, it's been a long time since I went over a you know, it, 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 you're getting up there. There's like maybe one G, you know, you're feeling a little bit, but yep. there's a, there's a big lighthouse museum shop and you can go all the way up to the top and the stairs and all that. And you go out to the top and you can get, a, you're outside of the, you're on the railing, you know, and you could see all over, like all the trees and the lake and the bridge and, uh, you know, it's a little windy and it's like, you know, and, and I'd say that was about, I don't know, uh, maybe close to 100 feet. Yeah. You know, give or take. And that I'm would like, do the trick. That's a little, you know, I felt a little something, you know. <laughs> I didn't want, really want to be up there too long, but I would walk around a little bit, you know. So, yeah. yeah. I man, mean, 100 um, feet is enough to to hurt you. So it's. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the idea that you are um, scared, that's good. That's your body yeah. saying, get the hell away from the edge, right? Right. It's and there's a, a, there's a railing and everything, but I still felt a little jittery. Like, man, it's like a, I'm protected here. I don't think nothing's going to happen. But it's still, it's that body's reaction. It's just like, it's it's there, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, it was fun. I'm glad glad I did it. There's like a telescope that you can kind of look out of to see, you know, for the view and all that. And then you go down the steps and people sign the railing of like uh, whoever was here. And they put their little, they, you know, they chisel in their name and go down there. And then there's a museum and a little shop and all that. And it's, it's fun. You give them like a dollar to go up there and come back down. But um, anyway... Uh, what else was I going to say about this? That when you went up to that that top of the hill, and, and everybody, you should check out Dedon's uh, YouTube channel. You want to tell them the YouTube channel and where yeah, they it's just, see this video? It's just Dedon.life. But I think you probably, I, if you Morning type glory. in, if you type in D D O N period L I F E, and then Daniel Wilson, it'll come up. Mm-hmm. Um, Just a Google search, it'll come up? Probably. Let's try it. I've never actually tried that. Let's see what okay. happens. Then I'll, I'll give you first. If I go to my internet, I say Life, and then Daniel Wilson. Let's see. That should take me to... Well, it takes you to my Instagram. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and then it takes you to my YouTube. There it is. Okay, cool. Yep. It's Ddon.life and then Daniel Wilson. Because there's a bunch of Daniel Wilsons. And for some reason, Ddon.life doesn't really register when you search for that. Okay. Well, maybe I'll put the, I'll put the link up uh, when I do when I publish the episode there. Cool. That way people know, know where to go to, uh, to uh, watch the video. But I, the question was... was um, when you get to the top, there was just that little bit of space at the very top. Like it didn't seem like much. Like how many how, how many feet of space did you have at the at the peak 
of morning glory there. You mean like how much, how big is it up there? What's like yeah. the square footage of the space? Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, well, it's pretty long. I would say it's like, you know, eight by 20 feet. Okay. It's a little bit more than, you know, what I saw, or what it seemed to be. You know? Maybe six by 20. I'm just, I'm just thinking, could I lay down the, the, the wide way and yeah, I would say about probably like, you know, six feet, not eight, but it's pretty long actually. Mm -hmm. so 20 feet. Maybe it's tough somewhere in that range, somewhere yeah. in that range. It's not less than five. That's for sure. I was thinking, man, all it takes is a big gust of wind. <laughs> I mean, I was hoping, like, no, I, you know, it's terrible, but it's like, man, what if a big gust of wind came? Well, like, no, the wind, yikes. it was kind of a dr uh, dynamic weather up there because when we got up top, it was uh -huh. beautiful, perfect, sunny. And then all of a sudden, the clouds came in and it got cold and the wind started picking up. And like, our um, my hat kind of flew off. And but my body wasn't even close to, I mean, wasn't even close to blowing me off that thing wow yeah it's i mean it's a great view it's a nice really nice view um mm -hmm. and that guy what's his name tim yep he's like an ex is he an expert he seemed tim like an expert King. climber he's yeah. not an expert he's never he he doesn't even climb with ropes he's not a climber he's a hiker uh -oh. and he just oh, goes okay. and free solos stuff like okay. he just climbs up stuff I mean, he's a natural born climber. Yeah, he had. I think that's what yeah. it is. He gave off that sense of like, yeah, he's like he, a pro. Yeah, he's he's got hands. he's got the talent. He's got the skill and talent and the fearlessness. But he doesn't. He has no experience. I mean, he has very little experience with ropes and doing like. Yeah. You know, he doesn't go to the climbing gym or anything. He just goes mm -hmm. and climbs up rocks that people. You know, climbers don't do because they they're all invested in the ropes and stuff. They have their system. A lot of people say some of the places he goes, they think he's nuts for going because mm -hmm. he doesn't use ropes. He free solos Bell Rock. There's great videos of him free soloing to the top of Bell Rock. And uh, yeah, he's just he's he he lacks the fear that other people have. Um yeah around those heights he's just you know he's an athletic guy with a lot of i don't know just natural born ability to climb around on heights i think what the truth is though he's just got very good calibration in his brain of what re mm -hmm. the reality of the situation is because you can look at a ledge and if that ledge was four feet off the ground you'd walk on it no problem and you would not fall off of it. You'd have no problem. Like if there was a sidewalk and it was five foot off the ground, you'd have no problem walking on that sidewalk back and forth, mm -hmm. right? But now when it's 600 feet off the ground, you're like, oh, you know, you lose your calibration of reality. Yeah, You're, you're right. focusing so much on that drop in and you're losing uh, focus on it's just a sidewalk. You just walk back and forth. So he's his calibration in his brain is just perfect. It's it's 
completely calibrated. So he knows what the reality is. He knows what he can get yeah. away with. And yeah. so he's not scared because he knows he's not going to fall. Even though if he did fall, it would be, you know, terrible. But he knows he's not going to because most people, they get caught up on the heights. So they're not, yeah, they're not calibrated to reality, if that makes sense. They're not being uh, present. They're thinking about everything that can go wrong instead of what's oh, in front 100%, of them. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. But he's he's the most I've ever seen of fearless, and I would call it just calibrated. Where he, yeah, um, but he's strong too, so like he can climb. He, he does. You got to see this video of him free soloing Bell Rock, where he does like this muscle up thing, and you're like, oh my god, the muscle yeah, up. Huh? He's fun to hike with because he's so calm. Yeah, he's so confident. I really got that sense from him in that video for sure. Yeah. He's got your back. So I don't think I would have done morning glory without him. Cause yeah. I, I mean, not only did he show me the way up, but it was just his presence of, Oh yeah, it's no problem. Just put your foot there, put your grab up your hand there. And no oh, problem. Yeah. Yeah. That expertise and that, that confidence and his abilities. Yeah. Uh, really showed there. Um, yeah, that, that really is a, a kind of a, an acquired skill, that hiking and uh, all sorts of terrain. And yep. uh, when you're an accomplished, when you got that much experience under your belt, then that's beautiful. It's like a superpower, you know. Yep. Just exercising different kinds of muscles. and. Well, it always you know. makes me think like it'd be fun to, if you're getting chased by the cops, you know, and then you, you, mm -hmm. you, you you lead them up the side of a, like a rock like that. And then they get stuck on the cliff. And mm -hmm. if you are ever running from the cops, you got to just climb up morning. Glory. <laughs> yeah. But don't try not to run from the cops. Cause yeah, you probably right. are not going to win. <laughs> no. No, Matt, they'll get you no matter what. Cops, you know, yeah. but anyway, that's another podcast. Um, yeah. So that was awesome. Uh, what else? What else has been going on? What I mean is well, then there's the whole Bradshaw Ranch thing. I think. Yeah, yeah. Hear about we need that. to delve into. It. I guess that's going to open our paranormal hour. I guess. Yep. Or segment. Um, okay, you want to just kind of talk to me about who you went with, what happened, how long you went there? For, you know, just go ahead. Well, I knew that. It was out here in Sedona. I had heard about it before. I didn't know exactly where it was. And then I saw the show on the History Channel, Beyond Skinwalker Ranch, where right. they... Did yep. you see those episodes? Yep. You saw the Bradshaw Ranch ones? Yep. Yeah. So I saw those, and it made me want to go out there even more, but I probably wouldn't have done it on my own. Yeah. Well, I've got a friend, Paul, his name is. He lives here in Sedona. He grew up here. And so he's known about Bradshaw Ranch because Bradshaw Ranch is older than he is. And okay. so he's grown up with it. You know, he knew about it back when the Bradshaws owned it. Well, anyways, he, he doesn't drive, though. Yeah. So he had, he had never actually been out there. And him and I, he's he's into all the same stuff. Like you know, he would he loves that paranormal stuff in general. 
So basically, we um, since I moved here, we've been hanging out and talking about different adventures. We went out, we went out hiking plenty of times. He's taken me, taken me to some cool local spots that I never would have known about without him. And eventually, it was like, all right, man, let's let's do Bradshaw Ranch. Let's do it. Okay. Because he found out that there's. You can just go walk in. There's not like, you're not trespassing. There's no signs. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Just open like that. Yeah. It's just open like that. And it's how long from your, your place? Probably from my place, probably 30 minutes, 35, 40 minutes. It's really not that much. No. That's crazy. And like 40, 30, 40 minutes driving out here is like it seems like 10 minutes it's weird yeah, how wow. that works uh -huh. because in the mountains the drive time you just drive more when you're out here like mm -hmm. i'm i'm 25 30 minutes away from sedona but that just feels like my normal commute to work it doesn't feel right really... um yeah so it's not that far but you do have to go down this really long dirt road to get there and it's really rough Mm -hmm. It's a really right. rough road. Most people say you got to have a high clearance vehicle to do it. Mm -hmm. But I have m mad faith in my little two wheel front wheel drive uh, Corolla. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Toyota Corolla. Yeah. And man, that thing, I've taken that thing on the craziest roads since I've moved to Arizona. And I've been in areas where I'm on like the worst dirt road with no reception and Dang. Okay. on the side of cliffs wow. and that thing that my trusty Corolla, I'll keep your high clearance vehicle. Give me my Corolla. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Anyways. So yeah, I picked up Paul. I picked him up where I always pick him up and he said, what the hell? Cause he didn't know it was me even though he's mm -hmm. been in my car a bunch of times because he assumed I was going to bring my Tacoma, my truck. Yeah. So he was expecting someone in the truck to come get him. He's like, what the hell? I'm like, man, you don't even know. This Corolla is, I don't even, I don't want to bring my Tacoma because it's rear wheel drive and it'll, it kind of, um, it doesn't, I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. It doesn't spin out, but it doesn't, sometimes it's just like, when I'm on a dirt road and my wheels spin, I don't say straight. I kind of veer out of control a little bit. Mm -hmm. So okay. I don't like that. I want my front wheel drive Corolla so I can keep control of the direction I'm driving. Okay. Anyway, so he's, he's like, all right, we'll give it a shot. And I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm, I'm going to get you out there. I promise you. So we, yeah, and sure enough, we get out there and it's kind of at first, you're like, when we went on the main roads, there's a road. It's called Bradshaw Road. Mm -hmm. And by this time, I'm like, all right, Bradshaw Road. That must mean we're getting close. And we're going to, it's probably off limits. And mm -hmm. we're probably not supposed to be here. Like, that's what's going on in my head. Mm -hmm. Right. But there's Jeep tours 
They have UFO tours out here. They're flying past me. I'm passing people on four-wheelers. There's tons of people out here. (laughs) So I'm like, all right, I don't feel bad at all now. I don't feel weird at all. Let's do that. Okay. And then we're getting closer and closer. The road's getting worse and worse. And there's these two guys on four-wheelers. And my window's rolled down. And one guy says, we're about to get there, right? We're almost there. And this guy on his four-wheeler, he passed him. He says, man, there's nothing but a bunch of aliens back there. Yeah. So we uh, cracked up, kept going. What did this guy look like? Did he look like a hippie dude or something? No, not at all. He looked like <laughs> just a total type A guy that likes riding on his four-wheeler off-road. All right. All right. Um, yeah. Okay. So, so you next? get in and then finally you get to the end of the road, up and down hills, really beautiful drive, rough road. You got to be careful or you're going to bottom out easily because there's giant boulders in the road. You got to maneuver around it. Um, excuse me. Hmm. So we finally get to like the end and then you realize there's this giant fenced off area of Bradshaw Ranch, and they have a sign saying experimental um, agriculture or something like that. Okay. But you can tell it kind of looks kind of looks creepy. There's like a bunch. There's like a. A mo- like a big camera on a tower with a solar panel so that you know they're watching you. Yeah. And then you keep going down the road along the fence and then there's all these old buildings with the windows smashed out. And this yeah. one of this building lo- looks like it's like the oldest building in Arizona. And there's like graffiti and weird stuff everywhere. Mm. And that's when it gets kind of it gets kind of I don't even want to say creepy a little bit maybe, but it was so beautiful that I'm surrounded by nature. The sky is beautiful. The sun is out. I'm not yeah. even thinking about any of these old built. They're just a bunch of old pieces of wood and metal. And it's like, I don't care about any of this stuff, paranormal, whatever. Yeah. I'm in nature. I'm secluded right now. Look at these views. This is beautiful. Yeah. And that's how I felt the whole time. We walked around that place. There's trails. It's pretty big. A bunch of old barn, like a barn, a bunch of old wood fences to keep livestock. A bunch of different buildings with the windows bashed out because there's been a bunch of kids there and stuff. Yeah. And yeah, it looks a little bit creepy if that's where your mind goes. If you want it to be, it can be. Mm-hmm. But I'm just looking at some rundown buildings that have been abandoned, but I'm paying attention to the nature because to me, it's like the nature is the nature is the dominating force there. It's beautiful there. And yeah. the, the events of these. That's what I'm, I understand why if there's entities here, they're hanging out because it's a beautiful place. So I'm just <laughs> saying like, in my head and maybe out loud like i'm i come in peace i want no trouble i'm just here to sightsee 
And yeah. in my head, I'm like, I'm not going to go into these buildings. I'm not going to take anything. I'm not going to do graffiti. I'm just here to check it out. You know, I want to see what it's all about. Yeah. And, and I, I'm not open to any negative force. Right. So I come, I come with the best intentions. So if there is some weird force here and honestly, for like the first three hours, we were there for a while. We we're just hiking around maybe two hours. Um, it was nothing but beautiful sunshine, beautiful day. Now, Sun started going down a little bit, and I knew our hours were limited before the sun was going to go down. Yeah. So I, then I had a little bit of anxiety. I'm like, Paul, can we get out of here? I'm not. I just felt my <laughs> my first weird feeling, like like not. I don't want to say that I was being watched, but just like I don't want to be here and encounter someone right now. Now that it's getting dark, and we still yeah. have to get up that big dirt hill. That might be kind of hard in my Corolla because I don't have a high clearance vehicle. I want to yeah. do that. If we do get stuck, I want it to be in the day, right? Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. So we're like rolling up. So you had a little bit of anxiety. It's like you just want a little bit. Yeah. And he's he's out there. He's in walking around filming stuff. So I was by myself. And then I... And this is the height of it, man. This is the climax of the story. I was sitting okay. there by myself feeling a little bit scared because I was by myself. And nothing happened. Nothing. <laughs> I mean, it was nothing. Um, so there is an opportunity there for the paranormal to step in. And it didn't. Yeah. No, yeah. it didn't. But I was closed off to it, too. I wasn't asking for it. Yeah. Mentally or vocally. I was... Uh, my intentions that I said verbally were that I was just there for my intentions are pure and clean. I just came to see it and I don't want any trouble. Right. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I think you put out a good vibe there. Yeah. You know, that uh, probably made help to make a difference. Um, because didn't you show me, was that, is that the same ranch where you showed me some footage of a friend of yours? who stayed there overnight or he has, where he said there's a bunch of people that came up and they got footage of it. Yeah. I think it was there. that, that hoodoo tall video. Oh and yeah. The, I, I only found out about that cause Paul sent it to me, but mm -hmm. it sounds like we're going to meet him because he's, his videos have tons of views on that Bradshaw ranch stuff, but they've mm -hmm. seen more weird stuff. Than we have right and that was the same area that there we were in the, the area the, the same was, exact yeah. area yep wow strange 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 so but so here's the thing we were never yeah. there after dark so that's yeah the, that's the one thing where yeah of course we didn't see anything we're polluted with daylight <laughs> and that, then that, that, that everything turns into uh i don't know if you ever played this game called uh simon's quest <laughs> where you know you're simon belmont or whatever and you're in town and then it, it, when it turns to night like all the townspeople turn into like uh these green zombie guys oh. <laughs> it says what a horrible night for a curse it comes on the screen and the music changes and all that like then it's, it's a whole nother there's a whole nother feeling there a whole nother a big change yeah you know 
Yeah. Uh, and that's what I was worried about. I didn't want to be there for Simon's quests. Yeah. <laughs> right. You don't have the flame whip, you know. No. I mean, come on. <laughs> um, yeah. So. I don't really have the faith in the protective deities like I used to when I was a kid. Uh-huh. So I'm more just rely on my own good judgments, my own decision-making to keep me safe. Yeah. Um, so I didn't want yeah. to be there after dark, really. Absolutely. Because I do believe something could happen. I just didn't yeah. want it to happen to me. That's all. Right. Yeah. Well, you got, you got your resourcefulness. You got your resourcefulness and uh, your your awareness and your instincts. So that's all good stuff. Um, so you made it over the, the little, that hard part. Was that, you know, what was it? Like it was kind of like a hill that you had to go over, like a bumpy hill. Yeah, because uh, Bradshaw Ranch is at the bottom of a big, long dirt road. Okay. Kind of windy. So I knew we had to get back up that. I just wanted to do it in the day. Mm-hmm. And yeah, we did. We made it back up with plenty of daylight. And then we found a spot with, right by where they, what they call Bradshaw Ridge, mm-hmm. which is in that episode of Beyond Skinwalker Ranch. You can see that guy. I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah he that, takes that, him to Bradshaw Ridge visual. where the drone gets sent back. Because it's restricted yeah. airspace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we went to that space, and Paul flew his drone. Funny enough, it lost connection and crashed, um, mm-hmm. right in that area. And we got that all on video. But we're making, we're coming out with a video. Paul's editing it. Okay, cool. Him. Yeah, I took video that I think I shot some of the video that will be in his final mm-hmm. product. But it's all okay. his work. Yeah. All right. So they're expect a documentary coming from Paul. Okay. Let let me know. Uh and then I'll uh I'll have you on and we'll throw up some links and we'll that's get awesome. the word out or whatever. Um well, that's great. That's a that's a neat little adventure. You know, and you just like a half hour away, pretty much. That's nice, you know. So awesome, awesome, awesome. So one of these days when I, uh, you know, get on over there, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do a trip. Maybe you want to go to you want to go to Bradshaw? <laughs> maybe, yeah. Maybe you'll try it since you kind of snuffed sniffed it out and you didn't get any radioactivity sickness. No, <laughs> no. Like I said, about, you know. Like I said, it's beautiful there. Yeah, literally uh, beautiful. Did I send you some pictures? No, I don't think you sent me pics. Mm. Gorgeous night. It was a gorgeous. Uh, it's like we got there at like three o'clock, so we had I don't know four o'clock maybe two, three, three to five. We were probably there. Started. Well, I wanted to get out of there around five just to have enough time. But yeah, then mm-hmm. we we hung out at um, Bradshaw Ridge for a while and just laid on the top of my car and try watched the stars, looked for UFOs. Mm-hmm. There was a bunch of other UFO seekers out there. 
Yeah. There was a group playing a, a huh. native flute, playing drums. Oh, that's cool. With their lasers. Yeah, it was cool, but we didn't see we didn't see anything but a bunch of beautiful clouds, stars, colors. Yeah, I mean, I w- I would love to do it again. I didn't care. I, I to be honest, I wasn't really open to seeing anything unless it was completely peaceful. Um, yeah, I'm not really. I don't know if there's other realms and other dimensions. It's like maybe, maybe we're not supposed to see it. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Well. You know, I it's, that's a good question. You know, there's, you know, the Native Americans, you know, I think they had a lot of good answers to that. Like, are we supposed to, are we supposed to interact with these kind of uh, things that go on? And uh, are we supposed to interact with the, the Black Lodge, you know, and uh, see what's on the other side there? I don't know. What I do they know. think? Um. Yeah, I mean, you think about they—they they have uh, their medicine men that serve as you know the go-betweens of the entities and and you know the people and all that. So I, it is part of their culture. So there is a naturalness to their their supernatural uh, method. So, uh, but I mean, they know what they're doing a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know than regular dude off the street just wants to see some UFOs and start shooting a shotgun around and <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. Like there's a whole method. It's kind of like ayahuasca. I, I would imagine like, you know, it's probably about, you know, the people that have been in touch with it and doing the whole, the whole methodology, you know, it's more of a natural process as opposed to like just, you know, doing it in your bedroom or something like that with no guide. If I if I had imagined, not that I've never done that stuff, but I'm just using my my intuition and imagination there, you know. Um, but yeah, that's cool. I'm so glad you you went and checked it out, and uh, yeah, and you'll be going back, you know. Yeah, we'll be back, and there's a bunch of other spots that Paul knows of, but I got to keep it quiet. Okay. Uh, until the you know, until the release of the movie. Okay, that's cool. Neat, mm-hmm. neat little surprises. Yep. So when you come, we'll have a we'll we'll go on a, a proper paranormal tour. Okay. I'll have to get my uh, my day pack and uh, load it with all sorts of uh, neat ghost busting stuff. Hundred um, <laughs> percent. Get the night goggles. You know the three hundred dollar night goggles that David uh, Pilates talks about. You know, he's got a pair of those. He says that you could see stuff at night. You know, it's a really good night vision. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get one of those, uh, what was it called? That Egon had in Ghostbusters, a, a Geiger meter or whatever, mm-hmm. where the little arms come out. <laughs> that would be fun. I'm surprised no one's made like one of those. Like they do have them, but they don't look like the the Ghostbusters one, and make that sound and all that. That's kind of fun. Um, but anyway, yeah, I I might uh, might I might go out there with you. I guess it seems safe enough, you know. 
one thing Paul was talking about, I think it's called a, um, oh, what is it called? It's a box. It's called a spirit box. Yeah. Spirit box. Have you heard of those? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Now he wants to play with it. Uh, I guess I'll be his chaperone, but I'm not too interested in engaging the spirits myself. Yeah. Right. But he wanted to take a spirit box to oh Bradshaw. Yeah. Yeah. He'd probably get some weird results. Yeah. Yeah. But mm. I think I'll just sit back and video. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, nice have you nice have you stuff. seen any spirit box videos or anything? Yeah, I saw. You know, I watch those ghost shows sometimes, and they've had some really wild ones. Like even in the Titanic Museum, somebody took a, a spirit box in there and asked questions, and they're getting answers that were that could be interpreted as answers to the people at the Titanic and. Uh, things that were going really? on and yeah in a freaking museum so there could be some weird psychic energy going on just at something like some place like that that's out in the open mm-hmm. um where, where else and you know i've seen them take it to like haunted you know people's haunted homes and all that and they'll they'll be asking questions and they'll, they'll you'll hear a little response and uh you know, it's it's weird. It's weird stuff. I mean, some of that stuff's really cool. Like they have like uh, some kind of their computer picks up images of like moving uh, electromagnetism or something like that, and it, it they look like little bodies, like these little line stick figures. Mm-hmm. And it's like sometimes it looks like they're dancing around a little bit on a like on a couch for like a few seconds, and then they disappear. And then it, they, there's one episode where it's like they came, these two figures kind of crawled on top of the ceiling. <laughs> that was pretty freaky. They came out of the ceiling there and then they did these little stick figures and then they vanished. It's all what the computer's picking up, you know. And then that guy felt something around that time that, that he saw that thing going on, you know. Apparently, I mean, who knows mm-hmm. what could be staged and all that. But it's, it's pretty, you know, pretty eerie. Um, if you believe it, you know, um, what else? So what else, what else has been going on? That that's, you got that. And you said work was a little slow. So any other adventuring, any other things come up? Let's see. Hmm. Nothing too much. I was going to ask you the same. What's been up with you? Um, well, I've been having some funky tooth problems, man. It sucks. Because I just got a cleaning uh, a few couple months ago. And I was complaining about this pain in my uh, upper left part of my teeth. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they're, they're like, oh, that's, it's nothing. It doesn't, there's nothing in there. We, we just... We checked it and we flossed and, you know, it should be okay. And so, <laughs> okay, so the, the weird the weird pain kind of went away after about, you know, two weeks. And we go, okay, maybe it's just a nerve that'll go kind of rearranging itself. It'll go away. But then I was like, 
I was at a Bible study, right? I was at church of all places. And I was just like watching this video and I'm drinking some water. And all of a sudden this pain shoots right into the upper right, upper left part of my mouth. Like, ah. Same spot? Yeah. Well, this was a little bit further back. Okay. So maybe the pain previous just moved. And now it was like, ah, like it felt like it was burning. It felt like my uh, uh, nerve was like yelling at me like, hey, hey, something's wrong here. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like swishing the water around. And that was making it worse, like more like pounding pain. And I'm like, oh, my God, I got to keep it together here. You know, and it's eventually kind of petered out. But it kind of kept coming back, and I'm like, "Oh man, this is this stinks." I gotta go get checked out. And so throughout the week, the problem was is is that it was towards the end of the week, where it was like, you know, good luck trying to get somebody to look at you towards the end of the week, and it was gearing up for Thanksgiving weekend, and all that. And I'm like, "Oh shoot!" So. I, you know, I, I called them. I couldn't get through the dentist. And then I called again. I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to go there. So I went there and I showed up and I go, okay, I can't get through to you guys. No one's answering the phone. And uh, I, I explained my situation to the receptionist and she's like, okay, no, it seems like you might have an emergency here. So uh, the doctor won't be in till next Tuesday. I'm like, oh, man. So I got to make sure I, I keep it together. And hopefully nothing real bad happens by Tuesday. And so what I did is I have this stuff called Aura Gel mm-hmm. that I've used in the past where it kind of numbs uh, part of your, your gums mm-hmm. if you need it. It's kind of like kind of like a alcohol kind of thing, like a mouthwash. And yeah. that kind of helped a bit. But. It kept, you know, if I swished it around that area, it felt like it was getting into that nerve and that nerve was freaking out again. And I'd get that pain radiating, but then it would kind of subside. And then as the week went on, it got less and less. You know, I would like, you know, uh, do some mouthwash. That would help. And then uh, um, some uh, some salt, sea salt with uh, in water and all that. And I swished that around. You know, just make sure it's real clean and then not eat on that side of my mouth, you know. And and so I was able to kind of stick it out. And that's so I went in there and I told him, I explained my situation and like, OK, we'll take some x-rays. So he took some x-rays and I don't think they saw anything real bad. But the she took the dentist went in there and she took like this her little tool and she was kind of like tapping on each one to to get to the one that was the right, the tooth that was giving me the discomfort. And she said, it was this filling. I got this, it's like two fillings in the, one of the big back teeth uh, back there, the upper left. And they're combined, they're combined, but they're old fillings. Yeah. There's from like, I don't, who knows? They could be from two early two thousands or earlier, you know? And um, she's like, what, what's probably going on is like one of them is getting loose and I, you know, I don't know if it's maybe, maybe there's a fracture underneath the fillings 
And uh, she's like, but I don't know until uh, what I'd have to do is pretty much take the filling out, visually check it. And if there's a, a, a fracture, we got to check me might have to do a root canal. And if there's not, then she's like, then I can put some kind of paste on the filling and put it back in, I think, she implied. But either way, she's not going to be able to see me till after Christmas. <laughs> wow. So I go, man, I got to stick it out a whole month here through Christmas. And I'm thinking, but the good thing is that today in the last few days, it's all kind of starting to go back. Like I don't feel any pain. I feel like I can eat a little bit on the left side of my mouth a little bit. Like what the hell is, you know, and I keep telling my mouth like, okay, just heal, rebuild, heal, rebuild, just relax. And maybe that's helping, you know, that little mind over matter thing. It's weird though. It's, it's odd. (laughs) I've never had a situation quite like this with my teeth, you know, uh, tooth pain is just absolutely the worst. It can be, it can Mm -hmm. be, you know, Luckily, I was able to manage it, but it was pretty annoying because it came up so fast. And it's like I didn't really have much of a time to get checked out because I couldn't get through to anybody, like I said. And it was like Thanksgiving was coming up. They're really busy. They couldn't. I yeah. called like four different places to go, and they're like, no, we can't see you. We're totally busy. It's like, no, we can't even see you, even if it's an emergency. <laughs> I go, oh, shoot. So I really well, got to yeah, that's do some home remedy. Or if it gets bad, I got to go to an urgent care. I'm like, I, you know, I didn't want it to get that bad, but it, I left the door open in case I needed to. Um, but luckily, the pain kind of subsided a little bit each day. But, uh, yeah, it's just, you know, and my teeth, you know, I've been pretty good with flossing. And I got, I got the water floss thing. Um and I've been really on it. And so I haven't had any cavities like the last two checkups. So I'm like, I know it's not, I don't think it's a cavity, you know. So it's just, you know, it's an old filling. You know, you get older, your mouth, your bones, and all that change, I'm thinking. So maybe that's what's going on. It's just that looseness. Hopefully it's not anything worse, you know. Yeah. Well, so it sucks exciting. because you you have to drink water and you have to mm-hmm. eat. So, yeah, yeah. So I was really careful. Like for a while there, I, I was eating. I had some hot stuff at work. Like I was having like some lunches. I heated up some stuff in the microwave, and ooh, some of it was like got into the left side of the mouth. Like ooh, that this stinks, you know. So you got to stay away from cold stuff and hot stuff, you know. So I did that. Yeah, I got a little bit better at that, but can't eat real hard stuff. Like one time I was like, in a, you know, 2009 or something like that. I was eating a falafel. You know what a falafel is? Mm-hmm. And I was, I was eating it and I was, I was all good. You know, we're eating Indian food, uh, my buddy. And it, we, and it, my tooth came out <laughs> on a falafel, on a, one of the softest the softest things you can eat. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, uh, it Was it It, like, loose? busted off. Yeah, it was probably, 
you know. I mean, did you I, know it was at risk of falling I, out? No, I don't think I did. It was just I a total surprise. Yeah. Ooh, crazy. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. You know, and I think what it is, you know, not like I wasn't brushing my teeth or anything. It's just I hadn't had a checkup in a long time because I was pretty, you know, those were some pretty lean years. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a lot of money to throw around to go do regular checkups. You know, I'd go in there when I could. So I think it was one of, during that kind of time. And, you know, so I, I went in for that. I got a, got a root canal and that was super expensive and uh, got filling in a crown and all that. And, but yeah, so th- that was a pretty wild thing, but enough, nothing like this. I didn't have like this radiant pain, you know, for that would come on and off like that. You never know what, you never know. You never know what what kind of stuff the body's going to bring you. So, but other than that, um, I've been doing. I've been getting a lot of uh, work done as far as my comic book goes. I, I'm, I'm to a schedule of getting a page done a week. So that's a pretty good steady pace, you know, with this Rage comic. Um, but it's like if I could only get more done you know, a day, if I was like a professional, I get like a page done a day, but it's like, that's just not feasible with, you know, the realities of work and, yep. you know, it's like, it's like, how can, so I'm thinking, how can I, how can I do it? How can I just, because I, it's such a big story. I know what I want to tell with the, the whole arc of the first 10 to 12 pages, but it's just a matter of getting it done. It's like, I pretty much got the story there more or less, but it's like, ah, it's going to take me forever unless I can find a way to do it. Like kind of like professionally, you know, and, and make some kind of money from it. But I just don't know how to do that yet. I don't know. And it's, it's going to drive me nuts. Cause it's like, man, I don't want this to take me 30 years when it can be done. <laughs> you know, I can get like, a couple issues done a year at least, you know. Yep. So I don't know, uh, but other than that, uh, what else? So I've been meeting with uh, Team Gene there uh, once a week and checking in with everyone with Liam and uh, Nicholas, and uh, you know, Gene. Gene had to. He had to kind of stop promoting his business. He he had to kind of go he had to get a job in sales because I think that the pressure was kind of the pressure's on there. He has a kid and everything. So he's got to make sure he gets, you know, brings in the money there. So that's kind of a bummer. That's good, but it is what it is, you know? So it's just, uh, he kind of dropped out for now, at least temporarily. So it's me, Liam and Nicholas is keeping it going, you know, kind of keeping each other accountable for each week. You know, what'd you get done? What's your goal? What's your goal for next week? You know, so that's good. Um, what's their, what's their gigs? Um, Liam is, he is doing something with the, with his painting and um, NFTs and his website. And he's, he's kind of combined. He's, I think what he's doing is he's looking for different investors that will like an angel investor that will invest in um, T 
teaching people, you know, his business of kind of teaching people how to paint and bringing in high, you know, uh, high uh, income clients, that kind of a thing, you know, but he's a little bit all over. He's trying to focus. He's got this thing called, what is it? Being uh, something hub sprout or something where you can automate emails and, and, uh, things on 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 social media like time posts and all that stuff so he's he's been working on that um nicholas is writing a book um well he's been writing an outline for a book forever but he's writing a book about kind of like ancient you know ancient aliens like chariots of the gods kind of a kind of a book so he's really mm-hmm that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty neat. And so he reads a lot of different books in that in that genre in that field, and he's kind of putting together his own thesis and theories. Um, so, but he just got, I think he might have just got laid off or something. So he's got a lot of time to kind of go in and start really seriously writing his book for real, you know, and and writing chapters. And so we're always kind of pushing him to like, how much did you get? You know, what gets measured gets accomplished. How much did you get done? You know, how much did you get written today or this week? You know, it's kind of like how my comic is like, oh, I know if I get a page done a week, that's significant progress, you know. But if, you know, you get a page done a week and writing, that's, you know, that's that's something too. Maybe it's not as a lot, not a lot as you want it to be, but it's something. Um, uh, other than that, uh, what else? So f- for my birthday, what did we do? We went to. I went to go. Oh, I had some pizza at this place called um, Green Lantern Pizza. I know mm. it's, it's a silly name for a, a pizza place named after a superhero, <laughs> but it's kind of like it, there, there's no superhero thing about it. It's more like a. I, I think maybe Green Lantern was like it symbolized something with firefighting or, or something like that. But um, it's established by this guy from I don't know, the early 1900s, um, em, em, some immigrant, Italian immigrant that came over and his, his photos on the wall and all that. But we ate there. Really good pizza. Good square pizza. Excellent. Um, and then after that, we went to a game shop and we, we, uh, they have like, you go in the back and you play some game board games, whatever, and played some, uh, role-playing game. And that was fun. Um, but it wasn't anything too crazy, nothing off the wall. What's a role-playing game? Like an RPG, kind of like a Dungeons and Dragons kind of a game, you know? Yeah. I never got into that game. I don't know what it was. Uh, Okay. So it's basically, it's, it's basically you come up with a a character that you would like a you know like a fantasy like knight kind of character or a, a, some kind of a wizard or something like that and you roll up stats for him and then what do you, what uh, does that mean like okay so you got strength stat you got a, a wisdom stat and you got a dexterity stat and these are all things that you use to help you uh, uncover traps, uncover, you know, uh, um, 
fight monsters and things like that. So if you roll under these set of numbers based on your 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 stats, then you'll either hit, hit that monster more often or you'll uncover some kind of trap more often or whatever the scenario is. And so you go into like this little dungeon, you know, like an imaginary dungeon crawl where you go into a dungeon, you're looking for some kind of a, uh, you're investigating and you're finding all these little clues about, you know, what's in there. And it's, it's just, that's what it is. It's like, you just, you're kind of like telling the story between uh, the three of you, you know, and you're playing, you know, with this, uh, this little book that they gave you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So there's a, there's a, there's a store where you can go play with, like, yeah. you can just walk in and go start playing. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's a, like a hobby shop where they have, uh, you know, comics and they sell comics, uh, hobby stuff, old video games. It's called the Guild of Blades. And you go in there and there's a whole bunch of tables in the back where people show up and they can play, you know, because they sell board games too. So you could go and you can borrow one of their games if you wanted to play it just to test it out. And then you have to, you know, you return it on the shelf when you're done. Or you can bring your own game. You know, you don't have to pay anything. and Or you could, yeah, and you can just, just do get lost in your own world with your friends there. And it's, it's free. So wow. it's pretty cool. Yeah. Do they do they serve drinks or anything? Or no, it... it's nothing like that. It's pretty. It's just a bunch of like people hanging out at tables. Like they have like a table with a bunch of like there's a few couches around it, so it's pretty pretty relaxed and chilled out. Um, some people go all out. Like they bring their terrain and their minis. Like they get really like the, the what is it? I think it's called Warhammer or. Oh, you mean they Something bring like their that. miniature figurines? Like they figurines? really get into it. Like they get the whole landscape and they're like playing the whole game on that table. Like, yeah. Hey, that's good. More power to you. It's awesome. But, you know, we're just playing. Oh, okay. So your guy, okay. Uh, he's from here and this is where they're at now. We're, we're in this little dungeon and you roll, you roll on a random num uh, random word chart and you try to piece together uh what your your characters are interacting with or what they're looking at and what they see in the in the dungeon and all that so it's yeah it's just pretty pretty much pure imagination and then you roll roll the dice to see if you succeed or not at, at what you're trying to do and um yeah it's 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 geeky fun it's you know i got into it when i was a kid you know and uh i was kind of Went back and forth dabbling in it throughout the years. Who was playing on your birthday? Um, me, uh, 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 my buddy Neil, and well, another friend of mine. I'll just say, uh, uh, what was his? I don't know if he wants me to use his name on air, but that's Mr. G. <laughs> Call him Mr. G. <laughs> I don't. Know, I think he wants his uh, anonymity, so I'll uh, call him Mr. G. So. Um, and he's, they're friends from college and, okay. uh, yeah, so it was pretty, you know, it was, he hurt his, um, he hurt his back and his shoulder. Um, so he couldn't really move. Like I was thinking, well, we could go play video games somewhere, but 
I didn't want him to hurt himself like with his his back and his arm and all that. So he has what do you call that um uh in the back the uh not the like when your nerve kind of gets inflamed in your back. It's, what do they call that? I'm not sure. Like some kind of like a a sciatic. It's a sciatic nerve. Okay. So I had that. I've had that problem too, where my back kind of goes out and I, it gets inflamed, and I can't move very good because that so out of whack. Well, he's got the same thing, but it was like it moved up his body more. So now his arm is all connected with his back and so he might have to get like some physical therapy and it's it sucks so yeah so that's what happens i guess as we get older <laughs> that kind of stuff yeah um it's been and mine's been really bad like mine's been crippling like for a while there like i did a, i was brushing my teeth and i was bent over slightly and it, I could feel it kind of like, like a, uh, like a snapping feeling yeah. in the back. Like, oh, here we go. And so every time, like trying to get out of bed, it hurts so bad. Like in that, like the lower back, you get like a pinch, like a hard pinch sharpness, like, oh, and then trying to get up. You had to use that momentum to get up. Right. And then getting, uh, just putting your underwear on. <laughs> Like one leg at a time, it hurts like hell. And then uh, getting in and out of the car to go to work, like it's so painful, man. Yeah. Like wow, <laughs> you really, you really, uh, we really take for granted our movement and that we can move without pain. You know, it really puts it in perspective there. But you know, and then you you put you know, hot and cold on your back, you know, ice, and then you try to warm it in and. So you can shrink the shrink the uh, um, inflammation down, and it starts to go away. But it it could take weeks, and it's just it's a lot of pain to go through. Back pains, so, yeah, it's, it can be disabling. Yeah, man, it really makes me appreciate uh, that I can. That it's not long term. That I you know eventually I get over it, but that sucks socks so don't don't get that try not to get sciatica you know um well i i had a little bit of back pain just from lift i had back pain from working out too hard or work lifting too heavy heavier than i should have yeah and i went to a chiropractor and i i haven't really talked about it publicly but man he he did more damage than good like i really he started cracking my back and i had more pain in new areas of my back i've never had this kind of pain in my back until after that wow so i i stopped going and i i fully healed it i feel there's still lingering pain like if i lift wrong but i it i don't carry it with me mm-hmm. but man i have not felt that kind of back pain since ever in my life until going to a Cairo. Wow. So maybe it was just a bad experience, but um, I didn't need it. I just went because I saw a Facebook ad 
And I was yeah. like, I like watching those videos where they crack people's back. And I'm like, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. But. I've heard yeah. a lot of good stories about people going and they say it helps them. I even had a, a friend of mine that I worked with who he had his own practice. And, uh, you know, he's a decent, he's a decent guy, but I never, you know, went to him for anything, but. And then, you know, you got Joe Rogan talking about chiropractors saying like, uh, I'm not so sure about this. <laughs> I don't know. You know, some of this might be a little, uh, I don't know, pseudo scammy, you know, I don't know. So that's unfortunate though. That sucks that that guy, uh, you know, I mean, is, are you still in pain from it or are you okay? No, no. All the pain caused after the adjustments has completely went away. That's good. And I would say overall, I mean, you know, they ask you to rate your pain one to 10, I, I would say, or zero to 10. I'm at like a 0. 0.5, like uh, barely anything at all, mm-hmm. unless I bend, you know, I can hurt it, but it usually yeah. goes away after a night of sleep if I hurt okay. my back. Yeah. Mm. So it wasn't nothing too serious, but it just, it didn't, I didn't, I didn't think I needed it. And, uh, I was, you know, they're cranking on your back. They're really pushing hard. They're pushing the bones around and I don't know. It wasn't my thing. Right. I like getting cracked though. Like a good crack. Yeah. I do like it. Huh? Just gives you that sense of relief somehow. Yeah. I guess. I, I prefer massages. I like getting a good massage. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a long time since I've had someone massage my muscles real good. I, I got that Ishiatsu or whatever where they walk on your back. <laughs> Luckily, the, the girl that did it when I, was, when I was in New York, she did it. And she was like, I got a free massage, a Shiante uh, massage or whatever. And she... <laughs> She wasn't big or anything like that. She was okay, you know. But I'm like, I was surprised that I'm like, it worked okay. Yeah, you know, I wasn't all messed up. Kind of odd, but it's all right. <laughs> but I, pre- I prefer the Swedish, the deep tissue massage, though. That those are good. Oh, I feel great after that. But, you know, teach their own. But uh, well, I guess we'll we can wrap it up. If you got you know you got stuff to do, it's getting late. Um, I know I'm. Uh, it's getting it's like twelve twenty over here, but we should do. Should, we could always do another one. We get some more stuff to catch up with. Maybe news events. Uh, what do you say? Oh. Dedon, are you there? Are you there? Oh boy, I think we've lost Dedon. Let me see. Can't hear you here. Let me type you in. Can't. Let's see here. 
Okay. Huh. I don't think you're muted. Testing, one, two, three, testing. Yeah, still can't hear you. Bummer. Well, I guess I'll wrap it up then, everybody. We'll, uh, unfortunately, uh, we lost contact there with audio with Daniel Wilson. I want to thank Daniel for coming on. That was some great stories. And uh, we'll wrap it up here at the Ham Palace Live. And hopefully see you for the Christmas special. Or maybe we'll do one more of these. We'll see what happens. But um, to thank you for listening. May you all have long days and pleasant nights. And Daniel, I'll talk to you later. Hopefully talk to you soon. And bye-bye.